Beer me. What's that? So we go into NBC, we tell them we got an idea for a show about beer. Exactly. They say, what's your show about? I say, beer. But there you go. I think you may have something here. Red beer. It's Michigan's only podcast dedicated to its finest natural resource. Oh my. Yeah, that is that's really good. <laughs> so grab your glass and keep it full. It's time for the Michigan Beer Show. Hello and welcome. Thank you for listening. Michigan Beer Show. Brandon Manson joined, as always, by Tony Huff and Max Winkler. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we have a great show lined up for you today. We're going to be focusing a little more on the smaller guys. What can you guys tell me about that? Well, so we're going to start off with the brewery. It's called Bitter Old Fecker. And, uh, I mean, one, I love the name. And yep. two, their bottles, they they look amazing. So this guy teamed up with uh, Neltner, who does art, apparently. And the bottles just look cool. He only sells in Bombers, which is, you know, I, good things come in big bottles. I've always said that. Yeah. And um, so the one we're having today, it's called Darwin. And it's uh, the top of the, the bottle cap says, squeal like a pig for me, Darwin. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's the favorite <laughs> yeah. thing of the entire that's, bottle. That's my is this, thing. Is this a beer so or your manifesto? I think no, so. This, okay. is, this is a beer. So um, apparently it's named after a pig. So, okay, let me tell you about the uh, the brewery. So it's this. It's basically, my understanding is one guy. Just a dude, he, yeah. It's just one dude. And he started out of his house. So he, he had some job, you know, in the real world. And then he was like, you know what, this this kind of sucks. This is, I'm making up most of the story, but the, the events are factual. So this this sucks. I'm not sure if that's. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I don't Sorry, know is if this that's a dramatiz- possible. Is this a dramatization yeah, of we'll what happened? Like based on real events, this is Max's story of this dude's story. Yeah, we'll call it that. Okay. So <laughs> I mean, as long as okay. everyone knows that we're full of shit, then hey. you know. <laughs> so, but you did tell me that this is a real story that you're making up. I, I'm interpreting it's, it. I'm paraphrasing, if you will. It's based on real events. Okay. That happened yeah. Once. All right. Continue. So anyway, he had some some kind of real job, and then he was on Craigslist, and he's like, hey, that other job looks like a lot more fun. And the other job was uh, helping it uh, Unity Vibration, which they make like kombucha beer, if anybody knows what that is. Nobody nope. knows, but it's it's, it's kind of beer. And um, then he also started working for Grizzly Peak, which is a different brewery, and he's like, you know what? I, I can do this all by myself. I don't need these guys. And so he started, and he got a one-barrel brew system, and he started brewing out of his house. He got registered with the state. And I don't know if you guys all know how much a barrel is, but a barrel is about two kegs, and that that comes out to like what thirty gallons ish, like thirty one point five or something stupid. Yep, I was I was gonna say thirty one point two five. Brandon did it in his head. Yeah, yeah. okay, Those yeah, right. Yeah. Well, you got to carry some ones. It's uh, yeah, whole thing. I, I always forget the ones. It's a thing. Yeah. Yep. So he basically he started on a one barrel system, and he was making like a couple cases of beer at a time, effectively. And he was just, you know, he was selling it. He doesn't have a brew pub or anything. It's just a brewery, and it's a guy doing what he loves. And um, he's, so he sends, I think, has upgraded to a 10-barrel system, which is, that's not that big. You know, if you compare it to, like, Bell's, which is the biggest brewery in the state, that I I don't know the numbers for Bell's, but, like, orders of magnitude. Enormous, yeah. Yeah. Right. So this guy, he, uh, he does what he loves. He was... The, the brewery is named after his grandfather because that's who initially taught him to homebrew. And he just, he makes great beer, and whoever drinks it, drinks it. That's awesome. Word. So now, it, is this the only beer that you've had of theirs? Because I've never heard of Old Fecker. Um, have, have you had you before the no. show? Because I remember we went to one of the... Um, 
or we went to a liquor store and you saw yeah. this and you knew right away. I did. So like, how did you find out about it? Um, and then I guess like, what are some of the styles that you would be able to kind of like, you know, look for? Or I mean, well, what 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 have you experienced? This basically. Just so, this. Okay. Yeah. So what happened is, um, I, I went to my store uh, real close to my house where I get most of my stuff, and I was there and I was just kind of poking around and you know I I got what I came in for, and then as I'm walking out, they have like three of these bottles up on the counter. You know, and whatever they have up on the counter, that's kind of what they're trying to push. And so I was like, all right, what is this? I was kind of skeptical. And then the guy kind of told me about it. He's like, this is really rare. He does basically one batch at a time. It's extremely limited, not because he's trying to make it limited, but because th- that's as much that's as he can make. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, I will give this a shot. I will see how it is. And so I've actually had this beer once before. But, I mean, look, at this says 450 limited. So that means he made 450 bottles of this beer. Like this batch was four hundred and fifty bottles. Yeah. That's that's crazy. That's that's tiny, you know. Yeah, very But yeah, I, very much. I have so much respect for that because he's he's living the dream. You know, he's doing what he wants to do and he's making product that people want. Yeah, that's that's cool. Well I'm glad that we were able to get our hands on that. That seems you know, I, I didn't know the backstory behind it. I didn't know, you know, uh if it's like something that like underground beer aficionados like really know about <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm um you know what i mean like can you only because i've only seen it here uh, we're in farmington hills right now and i've only seen it in farmington hills uh, well, i haven't seen it in lansing or but Grand that's Eagle exactly Grand Rapids, yeah. that's exactly the thing i mean think about it if if he's making one batch is 450 bottles how it's many not gonna get stores everywhere. can that really get to if True. you get you know I mean, 20 or 30 bottles per store, then all of a sudden that's that's not going very far. So basically what you have to get is lucky. You know, yeah. you, you figure out where it's going and you get there. Well, and the cool thing, they're from what, Chelsea, Michigan, I think is what we found yep. out. So that's pretty cool, having have another brewery in uh, Chelsea. Yeah, and there's uh, <coughs> sort of piggybacking off of that, there's a lot of new breweries that I've heard tell of that are coming up uh, mid-Michigan, Grand Rapids, kind of all over the place. I mean, some right. of these breweries are starting to really get really big and so there's sort of a void at the bottom yeah for really small breweries that can kind of fill the void now but you know it's cool i mean this because this kind of story basically speaks to anybody can do it and i'm not saying this guy is just anybody you know i mean he clearly knows what he's doing he's got a good business model i think but he uh he so i I was reading this interview with him um in the what is it the chelsea standard which i'm assuming is their local newspaper Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um he said you know i I ended up working with Unity Vibration, and they were basically brewing out of their house. And so that's what gave this guy the idea to do it. So if anybody out right. there listening to us has this idea, you know, like, I'm a home brewer, I'm doing 50-gallon or 15-gallon badgers or, you know, how much you're making, and you want to go professional, you you want a cooperation with the bar, I know a lot of people who've done that. I know people who now right. brew for bars. They have, like, a three-tap rotation. You can do it, you know? I mean, there is room in the market for you guys, so go for it, please, because... Everybody will be enriched by that. Yeah. And, I mean, one of the breweries up in Lansing that comes to mind is in Mason, uh, Bad Brewing. Uh, that guy, just like what you were saying, kind of just went off and did his own little thing. You know, he had beer that his um, his friends liked and then just decided, hey, I'm going to go all in on this. And I think, was it fian- his fiance or his girlfriend or maybe even wife? I don't know. His significant other was just like, go for it. You yeah. know, like <laughs> she was really, you know, all in with him. Um, and you talk to anybody from Mason. I mean, it's really brought the community together. Yeah, that's their brewery. And so yeah. like when, when you see all these things that say support your local brewery, it's like a thing. Yeah, like, it really is. You really got to do and that. And I think anything, you know, when, when you when you do it local, yeah. I, I, I always I always like that. It has a little added value for yeah. me. And I think that was 
one of the reasons we've been seeing a lot of uh, news articles um, within the craft beer industry that are more focused on the little guys, you know, and so that was one of the reasons why we started to kind of at least put together today, hey, let's try some some beers that from from maybe some breweries we haven't heard of or haven't had on the show. Um, and I, I think that's a, I think that's always a good thing when you're including more than just founders and bells every week. Yeah, you know what? The the whole movement has been go local, go local for so long, and now we have something truly local, you know, because I've always thought of founders, yeah, they're Michigan, they're local, but, I mean, this is from Chelsea, you know. This is from a dude's from house. Marquette, <laughs> right, right, yeah. Like some, some guy brews this in his house, you know. If you go to Black Rock's Brewery in Marquette, when you go to the bar, you're it's it's a house. It's like right. an yeah. old Victorian style house, mm. and that's where they started brewing. You know, you're you're in what used to be somebody's living room. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's awesome. local. You know, yeah, that's yeah. cool, and that's that's it's a really hipster thing too, but it's it's still pretty cool. Yeah, there's uh, there's a brewery slash winery up in Fenton that uh, that I've been to, and we went there. It was myself and my girlfriend and another couple. We went there like ten o'clock in the evening, and it would like they literally set up a little store in the front of their warehouse where they brew all the beer and then you'd like go in there and then they have basically wood paneling just in like a hundred square foot space with these really really comfy leather chairs and like a nice bar and they have they had a tv that was playing like the terminator (laughs) and so you just we just sat around for two hours and just hung out and drank the beer from the people who actually brew it and right behind us is their entire brewing operation. Right. Like no glass or anything separating it. That's just <laughs> where it's they were. It's just there. Yeah. 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 That's, see, that's really cool to me. You know, because I, um, back before I, oh, wow, this sounds really cynical and jaded to me. Back before I knew better, you know, I, uh, I came here and I was, at the time I was dating this girl from Troy. And so I went with her family to Granite City. I was like, oh, this is cool. It's like a little brew pub. But then I, I you know, I come to realize that's the chain, you know, and that's, they all the bars have the same thing. They have the same food. They have the same beer, and they brew it on site. Yeah, but that's you know it. To me, that but feels a little whoever bit came up with that recipe works someplace exactly. nine hundred miles away or whatever. Right. Right. And so this this feels more authentic to me. This is like it's gritty. It's real. You know, right. and I like that. And by the way, it's really good. Yeah, it's so I, good. I just tried it. Yeah, it has that oaky flavor mm-hmm. to it. It's really. I nice. believe this yeah. is actually oak aged, right? Well, okay, so it is. So what the bottle says is it's um. It's bitter old fecker rustic ale, right? From Michigan, USA. Mm. You have to read somewhere else where it says Chelsea, but um, it's nine point three percent, and it is a barrel aged, dry hopped ale brewed with charred lemons and lavender. Nice. I don't really have a lot of the lavender that comes out. I was expecting more, but only because the lavender uh, ales that I've had has super just strong smacked you in the yeah. face with lavender. But here's the thing about that: I feel like you know lavender can taste kind of soapy. Yes. And so I I am thankful for that. Like I get the charred lemons and I get the dry hop because it, it does have that bitterness mm-hmm. and it's smooth because the barrel aging, but it does not taste soapy. And I like that yeah. a lot. It almost has more of a dry finish too, you know? It's almost like it a good does, wine yeah. where it just kind of just yeah. kind of really Yeah, I, de- I definitely get that. But it leaves a good flavor in your mouth, you know? And I, I think that that's, that's what I actually really like about this beer, and that's why I'm going for another sip. Yeah, this is, uh, by the way, really, really pretty pour too. This has got some great color to it. It's a little cloudier than what I would expect from just a regular ale, I Yeah, guess. well, so, you know, I'm not sure um, the cloudiness... A lot of times in a beer like this is from yeast because yeah. when they bottle it, there's a little bit there. And I don't know if he, you know, force carbonates this or if he actually lets it finish fermenting the bottle. So, um, 
if he does ferment it in the bottle to give it the carbonation, that would explain why it's a little bit sure. cloudy. And the other thing is, so this is my second bottle, and when I opened both of them, they're, uh, they were kind of gushers, you know. So it could be from that, too. Um, part of that is because they weren't refrigerated super cold, because I like to drink mm-hmm. um, my beer when it's not, you know, 32 degrees like your fridge is. But right. Right, yeah. I think that when you when you refrigerate it like that, sometimes you lose a lot of the flavor, too, on that initial. And everyone's like, oh, I like it when it warms up. It's like, well, yeah, because... Yeah, that's when al- it's good. You're allowing, <laughs> Just keep you're, it there. You're allowing the, the beer to essentially breathe, <laughs> you know, and yeah. actually... Um, you know. Take yeah, well, you know, there's there's a lot of truth to that, and there's some science behind that too. So, um, science. Oh yeah, so there's different shapes, and there's this one particular uh, I can't remember the name of the company, but anyway, they make like really special IPA glass, and they worked with some big brewery to design it, and they they looked at it with like an infrared thermometer, and they used normal pint glass like we're drinking out of, and then they they designed their IPA glass and it's thinner and it's a different shape, and the beer actually warmed up more slowly in their special designed glass with the thin glass and the special shape and whatnot. And what they said is, you know, you don't want to drink your beer super, super cold because that will kill the flavor, but this will hold your beer at the perfect temperature for longer. Nice. That's, well, that's fair. Yeah, back, I like that. So it still science. comes back to you need to store it properly. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Then it'll keep Just it with there. everything, yeah, yeah. Store it properly. I think that's, I mean, like, that's on my list of things to accomplish in my life. Storing things properly? Yep. No. Uh, <laughs> having, like, an actual beer cellar. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome go to max's house max has like a legitimate beer cellar well, okay right a, now. Lo- a lot of what i have is old homebrew that's like now a year and a half old no no, no 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 idea no. if it's any good please, for the record please don't be modest you have a beer <laughs> cellar sir <laughs> you have a cellar there's beer there i i for one i i count that you and know? i think what max is saying is that it's not filled with stuff that you're really going out of your way for right you know i i will say this though the closest thing that brandon and i have ever gotten to a beer cellar is a beer drawer drawer yeah. that we had at uh our yeah. uh, it's what normal humans would put like l- lettuce and stuff <laughs> in <laughs> i think they call it the crisper yeah the yeah. crisper <laughs> no that was That's a beer, beer drawer, drawer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and we would run our uh our casino yeah. nights and uh, people oh would boy. bring over beer oh, <laughs> they geez. would throw it in the drawer and we're like yeah we're full <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had one of those in college. That was good times, man. My parents still have a beer drawer, so just that goes to show you, you know, it's not just for the college. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I think that goes to show you that I, that might just run in your family. That might just, yeah. Hey, I, I that's a whole family tradition. You know, I haven't had a beer drawer um, since, so oh. it, it's sad. Oh. But yeah. hopefully next year when I get my own place, uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'll, I'll get that beer drawer back. You put your roommates yeah, you to put the kibosh on the beer drawer. I'm like really excited about the beer drawer. I just remembered it. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna have to write this down so that yeah. when he gets I his own place, I don't know if you can actually this. like put that in as a parameter in Zillow, but yeah. that'd be nice if you could. Right. I'm gonna just I'm gonna call him. Drawer. I'm gonna call yeah. him and I'm gonna have him do that just for my friend Tony. Yeah. That's too funny. Um, but back to this beer. Right. Um, it's really really good. Like, and I I um. I had some reservations when I saw you pour it because it, like you said, was a gusher, and mine was like half beer, half foam. Um, but there's there is eh, there are a lot of flavors in this beer, oh, yeah. like where you just you you almost every sip are thinking about another flavor, you know, or thinking about a different experience on it. It's very uh, has a lot of dimensions to it. It does, you know. And I when I first got it at the store, I, I read that the the barrel aged dry hop charred lemons and lavender and i was like okay so what is it you know right. and what it is is good mm-hmm. 
it's it's kind of hard to describe. And I think that the lavender almost l- gives it that fresh feeling, kind of in that m- in tone, the middle. It tones down the lemon a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you kind of get a fresh feeling. You're like, ooh, this is good. Uh, wow. I mean, I I'm almost speechless on this because it's just something that something I haven't really had in quite a long time. You know, I, I haven't had a beer this uh, this good in, in quite some time. Yeah, you know, I um, and that's part of the reason that I was so excited to bring this on the show because I've been thinking about this for a little while. Is I, it's not that the guy needs any publicity, you know. I mean, he's selling out, but I I love this beer, and if I can find more of it, so if anybody out there listening wants to send me some, just, uh, <laughs> you go ahead and send me <laughs> well, an email. That's a shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> one thing I I think the nicest thing I can say about it is that this is a beer I don't have to think about when I drink it. Yes, it's just enjoyable. Yeah, no. like there, there are th- lots of things there to enjoy, but you can just drink it and not think about the flavors because they're so well balanced and it's it's a very pleasing flavor profile. Yeah. I like this beer a lot, and it's 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 been nice because you know we're all sitting here and we're not trying to down it or anything. Like mm. We're all just sitting back, savoring it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I think that's exactly what you're supposed to do with this beer. This. Uh, and for once, there there is a l- array of sunshine outside for a prolonged period of time, and I'm thinking about a couple months from now when I can come home and sit out there on the patio. Yeah, this is the kind of beer that I think I would enjoy. Yeah, on it, the patio it, it really lets a man think, you know, <laughs> or woman, <laughs> or woman, or woman. Yeah, yeah, really lets someone think. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it, it, yeah, it kind of lets you just like lay. It's also nine point three percent or whatever you said. Uh, yeah, nine point three. Nine point yeah, so three. You don't so want to drink it really yeah, fast. Yeah, you're anyway. gonna need to probably just hang back and think for a while. Well, and but you know, it doesn't this is feel like it though. Either. Right. Sorry about that. Max. Well, no, that's okay. So what I was I was gonna say is this is the the larger bottle. You know, this is one pint and six ounces. So this is a beer to share with your friends. It's you one know. pint six ounces. Instead of one point six ounces, it's one pint. Oh, I got it. It was yeah, very okay. clever. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh <my goodness>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> hey, um, have some I more beer, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think I I don't think this is a bomber. I think is this a wine bottle size? Well, it's seven hundred and fifty milliliters. Is it? Is a wine bottle? Okay. Well, wait. What? What? No. This is twenty-two ounces. Yeah. So this is a bomber. Yeah. All right. I don't math, guys. I'm sorry. Brandon looks at us like we're crazy. So let's, um, let's speaking just of math, on. let's go ahead and score it up. Let's do it. Um, you know, I um. I really enjoyed this beer. I'm going to give it an 11. Nope, I'm going to give it a 12. Uh, I, I really, uh, I think that, like we had been talking about, very relaxing. Um, I don't know if it's the lavender that gives it that fresh feeling, but that's that's what I'm taking, you know, from it. Is like, I really like that in the middle there, um, and it took a couple sips to actually really like feel that out and then i also like the finish i think that that finish kind of leaves you wanting more but it also leaves that like really um i don't want to say dark flavor because it's not necessarily a dark flavor it's just more it's just kind of like that link i don't even i don't know how to say it it's like this lingering i mean to me the aftertaste is actually the charred lemon okay you know and i can like and yeah it's not dark you know but it's just like there's something there that just like makes you like oh man just want to like sit there and i don't know yeah, that, it. it's it definitely is a lemon because that hangs in the back of your palate for a while, yeah. um, but that also helps to enhance like that dry finish that it has. Right. So I, leave, mm-hmm. leaves you wanting more. I, 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 that's like actually my favorite part of this whole you know beer is just like just kind of sitting there like ooh that that's yeah. pretty good you know and then all right well I'll have another one. Well, you know I think 
I, I really enjoy this beer. And the last time I had it, it was one of my only free nights. And, um, you know, so I'm, I'm in school. I'm studying a lot. And when I get a, a free night, I like to just sit there. I put on a good Netflix movie, and I'll have a beer. And the last time I had a free night, I did that with this beer. And it really made the whole night, you know? Good. Because 9.3 was enough to get me, like, a little bit tipsy. I wasn't drunk, but I was feeling good. I watched a good movie, like and I relaxed. got to relax. So yeah. for right. me, that's what this beer feels like. Oh, it's I'm relaxing. This is, uh, this is the equivalent of having a nice bottle, not a bottle, but a glass <laughs> of wine after a long day. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> Brandon's in a different spot. Oh, I like yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. They just get home and have a bottle of wine. Oh my god! I, I've done I've done that before, so you know, I'm not. <laughs> I won't go into details about what my last week I'm was. Not better than you is what I'm saying. No, no, I I won't get into details on on this podcast about what my last week was. But all right, that well, was. But it's evidenced by the wine bottle yeah. that you bought. Yeah, yeah. it's a that's a magnum, by the way. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. All right, so back to this beer. Um, you know, I like it. It's it's extremely flavorful. I can't even, you know, put everything into words, but basically what it says on the label is accurate. Go out, buy some, enjoy it like I have. I'm going to give this like a 13 and a half. Okay. Because I, I like this beer a lot. You know, I didn't want to go that high. I don't think I'm going to go all the way up to 13 and a half, but I can't see any reason to rate it lower than a 12 and a half. Like there's, there's nothing I can say about it that would ever put it lower than that. And this is a thoroughly enjoyable beer. Lots of really nice... I don't want to say complex flavors, but there there are definitely some distinct parts that play really well together. Yeah, if, you, if you have a refined palate, you should you you will be but able I think to identify you, many things in this beer. Yeah, right? and yeah. I think even if you don't, you still will enjoy it. Absolutely. Again, if you're not a craft beer drinker, probably not something that you're going to enjoy off the bat. But um, yeah, this this appeal this should appeal to a lot of craft beer drinkers. So and, and don't give this to Jim Huff on uh, holes one through <laughs> nine, right? <laughs> no, don't do that. Uh, so Inside I'm gonna, jokes. I'm going to round up to a 13. That's what I'm going to give this. All right. That's All a right. good score. Cool. The bitter bitter old Fecker. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. I think I think what the name of the beer is is Darling. And um, oh. as far as I know, this guy has only made like three or four different beers, you know, but he brews them one batch at a time. And my understanding is that, you know, I mean, as all things, each batch is coming out, or sorry, going to come out just a little bit different. Sure. Yeah, hard to have consistency, you know, when you have that small of an operation. Yeah, and, you know, I'm sure you get the same flavors in every batch, but just those little finishing touches. Mm-hmm. Actually, but that's, speaking of uh, consistency, that's one of the things that I admire most about uh, Budweiser. And I know they're not Michigan, they're huge, and everybody's going to hate it, me for saying this. Well, only because right now Budweiser, they're hating on craft beer. Well, And, yeah, you're right, but all Budweiser tastes the same. Exactly, and that's same. really an amazing accomplishment if you think about it, because they don't brew it all in the same place. You know, they have breweries right. all over America, and they all use the same recipe, the same process, and it always comes out the same. And yeah, kind of consistent. I'm not saying Budweiser is great beer or anything, but it's it's extremely consistent, and that is hard to do. Yeah, and I think there's certainly logistics at play there too. You know, you get the exact same ingredients. Everyone probably goes to some kind of Budweiser University when I'm they get sure, hired in. Yeah. Um, but you're right. I mean, to, to produce at that kind of scale with that sort of consistency, and it's not a physical product that can be manufactured on a on a line. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's definitely yeah, that's impressive. All right, so back to Michigan beer. I think what we have next, Tony's pouring. It's uh, Tony. Do you want to introduce this one, or should I go for it? That's eh, fine. Yeah, um, it's from Cellar Brewing. Uh, they're out of Sparta, Michigan, and. 
it was something I actually just kind of walked by today um, and actually asked one of the guys, but it's the Black Magic Rye PA. They said it was pretty good. Um, I don't know really what to expect. I've never seen Cellar Brewing. Bryn, where's Sparta, Michigan, by the way? Checking. You're checking right now? Okay, yeah, because I, I thought you knew actually before because you had said, oh, it's in the middle of nowhere, which it might very well be. But um, So a new brewery for me, um, just looking at things online, people are saying, this is actually pretty, you know, pretty good beer. You know, so. I want to talk about that for a minute. So, um, when you walk into a bar and you see a couple taps, and you're, you know, uh, average Joe, <laughs> what can I call him, Joe Sixpack, Joe Biden? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you walk know, just in, your average Joe Biden. Yeah, you're just your average Joe <laughs> yeah. Biden. Yeah. You walk in and you see a bunch of taps. This bar has, you know, twenty or twenty-five taps, and. You have Founders, Bells, Shorts. You might have a Dark Horse, and you've heard of those. And then right. you have your, you know, your standard, your Blue Moon. You got a Budweiser. You got a Michelob Ultra. I like this bar. And then you have <laughs> a bunch of taps that you've never seen and you've never heard of. Right. How do you know what to order? I ask the bartender. Yep. And that's a great approach. And but the same thing holds true in a liquor store. And so I want to take a minute and just get you guys' opinions on, like, Beer Advocate, you know, and RateBeer.com. Yeah. Because those places, you know, I've, I've done this. I, I went out to Colorado for family vacation. Or, sorry, it was Utah. I went out to Utah for family get vacation. Get it right, Max. Dude, sorry. come on. Yeah, you're making I'm all just, kinds of I'll stories. Just, I'll, just, I'll just go. I'll just, I'll just we go. are a podcast of accuracy here, and we are going to give our audience members the utmost factual representation. All right. <laughs> so I was in Utah, and I saw this beer, I like that he's and... Talking. I had no idea what it was, so I went. I got on my phone and I looked it up on Rate Beer, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that got like a ninety-five. I think I'll get that." You know, but if you've never seen this before, do you? I mean, do we trust those ratings because it's it's all subjective, right? And so you can rate it to style, you can rate it based on how yeah. you like it, and you know, so you know what I'm driving at here. So how do you guys feel about that? Because what if, I mean, what if there's a little brewery that had one bad beer and all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, Cellar Brewing, that's a shit brewery because they had that one beer that nobody liked. But I've done that, too. I've done that with some breweries around, you know, Mm -hmm. where I've had one beer that I did not like. And then uh, just like if I see a tap handle or if I'm walking past other beers. You kind of go like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I kind of give it a whatever. But now, is that, I mean, is that fair? And I'm not saying that's like, like a bad thing to do because I totally do right. that. You know, I go like, oh, well, uh, X and, you know, Y brewery. Uh, I mean, I, I, them, but I guess, it, I guess it could be, it, it could be bad, but I mean, I think that if it were good enough, you would have other people telling you or, you know what I mean? Like, if, if it is that good, then other people would be, would be kind of like turning you on to it a little bit. Like, I don't know. Brandon, you got a you got a looking face on or thinking face. Yeah, I don't know. I think when you have a bad experience with something out, even outside of beer, just human nature to not necessarily want to approach that same brand again. Right. So I I don't know if that's so much a reflection on like the craft beer industry or anything. I think it's just human nature to think that. Mm-hmm. So it's always good to be be aware of those kind of uh prejudices or biases. Biases, yeah. And, you know, keep them in mind because there's always a, a reason right. at some I, point. Like I can say shorts. Right. I started out, I really hated shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't even, right now I don't even remember the first one I had. 
But I know that when I had the soft parade, I actually really enjoyed it. And then there have been a couple of other beers that they had that. Well, like, they, you they know, have that, like that's okay. They have like hundred thirty beers. And so yeah. there's got to the be thing. something uh, you yeah, like. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, and 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 I may have had one of their beers that was just kind of yeah. subpar. Or and and I think during that day I had, um, you know drank a, a couple of other beers yeah. know, from that were like founders you know my favorites and it's like that's not my fit you know like and then you're like oh that's horrible blah, well blah, blah. I, I would say to answer max's question um for me i think the most dependable way to know if a beer is good or not is to ask the people who are supposed to know about it so your bartender the people who are selling it and then just ask for a taste of it if you can and let your own palate decide if you like that. True. That's, yeah, that's very true. by far the best way to figure out if that's something you're going to like. That is that is one thing I will do if I'm at like a, a bar. And I don't like, can I taste this? Or I want to taste that. <laughs> let me taste it. You know, you, you right. just like one, you know, and, and if, if, you, if I like it, I order it. Well, normally mm-hmm. too, if you, sorry, Max, I'm going to let oh, you no. jump in a sec. Cool. Um, this, this I've done several times, not, not on purpose, but it just happens where you start talking to someone and, and if they're into beer, like the bartender, right. you'll go on for several minutes talking about it if it's not too busy. And if you ask for a few tastes, they have no problem because they know you know what you're talking about. And they True. know that you'll appreciate being able to try this stuff. And you, you will buy something from them. You're not just trying to scam them for free beer. True. Yeah. So don't don't abuse the system is what I'm saying. You know, okay, so I, I those are great points. And, you know, I'm a firm believer in second chances. Um you know, I've had some beers that I really didn't enjoy that much, and I still I went back to that brewery and I tried a different style or tried a different beer, and because it's not really fair to judge somebody based on one thing that they've done. True, you know? very true. And um, oh, I was gonna say something else and then I forgot it. Dang it, guys! No. This is the first beer I've had since ain't probably the last show. Ain't that some shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It might be. I think you're lying because you said you had that last beer recently yeah, when you were watching when Netflix. You were watching Netflix. I might be lying. Dude, he just makes up things. Dude, I do. Aside, should we talk about like this guy? Later? No, not on the show. Not on the show. Okay. We'll we'll discuss it. We'll discuss later. it later. Okay, cool. So actually, what I was going to go for is you know, um, if you walk into that bar, you've never seen the beer before. I actually I like to go in blind sometimes because. The, the truth is you only get so many beers in your life. You know, if you're not, if you don't drink, <laughs> just follow me through this. What? If you don't drink, you know, three beers every day or, you know, however much heavy drinkers drink. Um, That's a lot. You, yeah. you only have like so many beers that you can bring home from the store and enjoy in a reasonable manner. Right. And so the, the theory goes, you don't want to get a bad beer because then you have to drink, you know, a six pack or whatever of bad beer. But I think that's part of the experience. You know, and that's that's part of life is making bad choices and then learning from it, right? I, I guess. So, but, I, but I when kinda, you're when I you're spending when you're spending fourteen dollars for a six pack, I mean, sure. <laughs> but I started just going in blind. You know, you go in and you've never heard of this beer before. You're like, you know what? That sounds like a thing that I would enjoy. And you go home and you're like, well, this is awful. And then you go, well, I'm never doing that again. I was say, I don't but know. you it, learn something. Well, it makes for a very expensive blind date, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. So I don't know. Anyway, I, I'm not sure if that answered your question, but well, I think we uh, we talked about the things that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> okay, <so>. great. <laughs> Good. Well, then let's get into this beer. By the way, Sparta is in Western Michigan, oh. uh, just just northwest of Rockford. Hey, another Western Michigan. I uh, know <laughs> brewery. No, I actually really like Western Michigan breweries. I think that they're second to none. <laughs> uh, well, that's pretty much true in actually a global sense. Right. 
That smells really good. Yeah, it does. I just kind of had it up to my nose. Midnight hops, baby. Yeah. That's what it's all about. That is. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a sip. Please do. All right, cool. Let Are me you, know how that goes. You're gonna do it or no? You're waiting. No, we're just gonna watch you drink this. Yeah, beer. yeah. This is the now the Tony beer show. Yeah, and there's gonna be this awkward moment of silence where everybody's just watching Tony drink beer. So, um, this is called the Black Magic Rye IPA, and I'm only assuming that it is also a you know rye. IPA, Ooh. and um, we had one on the show last time. It was the Founders Black Rye PA. So I think this particular style of beer is kind of gaining popularity as the whole craft beer this movement started is exploding. About a year and a half ago, it's the first Black IPA I saw. Okay, yeah. so this is definitely picking up steam and for good reason. This and is Perrin. Good. Perrin has a Black IPA that's pretty good too, and you can find that at taps at you know bars all over the place. At a bar near you. At a bar near you. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, but. This rivals that Perrin Black IPA because I always think of Perrin having one of the better Black IPAs. This is very flavorful. Um, it Ooh, yeah. almost has like a, a I don't want to say I don't even know what 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 I want to say. Uh, it's got a bit of a thicker mouthfeel than the mm-hmm. last one that we had. It um, does. It has some That's more nice. of the portery stouty kind of things. That's going what, yeah. On it tastes it. it tastes a lot like a porter almost. It tastes a little burned to me. Burn. I'm not yeah. saying that's a bad thing. No, but yeah. I, I do get that flavor. No, absolutely. Uh, toasty almost. Yeah. yeah. Someone fill dead air, please. That was no, that was a sip silence. That was, yeah, that, for the that was good. You like that alliteration? Yeah, I did. <laughs> sip, silence. sip silence. All right. No, uh, this uh, this bottle is actually pretty cool. So it's a uh, it's a skull wearing some Ray Ban hair blockers with a very nice mustache. Sweet. Are they the Wayfarers? Uh, it looks like it. Yeah. Badass, That's right? Awesome. It's a no. It's a cool bottle. It's a nice look. Very clean. Yeah, it's, it's got like a matte finish to it. It does. It's yeah, really cool yeah. Artwork. It's a really nice bottle. You know, and that's another thing. So when you're walking into this beer store blind, I'm going back to that, and I don't know why you'd be blind, but uh, you're looking at all the the we bottle labels. We don't discriminate. Labels, we don't. And yeah. that that makes a big difference. Like that that bitter old factor. I really like their art. I'm gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. And when you see that bottle sitting on a shelf of even all the other, it kind of pops. You know, that's something that, that we that draws the eye and that really. It makes a difference. Yeah. Because we've talked about it, too, on the show before. Um, I think one one of the breweries that does a fantastic job in, term, in terms of artwork is Greenbush. I think Greenbush, whenever you walk past, you're like, you almost, you're just like, I have to try this. Yeah. You know? I mean. Greenbush and I would say Arcadia are very, I mean, they're all, every one of them are distinctive. But right. for, at least to my aesthetic appeal. That's those two rank really highly up there. Right. Yeah. So it, it does. It brings you in. You're like, hmm. You know what? I'll I'll try that. You know, today and uh, you know if you get one bottle or a six pack, um, I, I think it, it can make the difference when you're just walking. You need some. You need that curb appeal. You know, just something that you know kind of just your boom, uh, your wallet is in. judging a beer by its cover. Exactly. Well, that's what we do. You know, I mean, we we try not to, but we judge things based on appearances a lot. Oh, as absolutely. Humans. But uh, this beer is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It really is, yeah. Uh, what's this weighing in at? 7.5%. All right. So yeah. that's that's about right for a black IPA. Yeah, I'd say so. rye PA, I guess. Yeah. Um, do you get a lot of the rye that's coming through? You know, I do. Um, not I, I would say not a lot. I think right. the uh, I think the Founders has... The Founders had a lot of rye, rye that you came You know, because through. the rye adds this... Uh, it's hard to describe it, but this kind of spiciness is bite. You know, mm-hmm. and I get a lot of bitterness from this and a little bit of that rye bite, but not quite as much. Right. And that's not, again, that's not a bad thing. It's just a comparative difference. Right. You know? It's it's kind of faint almost on the end for me. Um, but I think that the, just 
the malt the character beginning. of this beer. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that that um, dark. It to me, it does. It tastes a little bit burned. That character is more profound in this beer to me. Right. And um, especially especially when you first sip it, you're kind of like, oh, like it just kind of gives you that. This is this is gonna be pretty good. Yeah. I agree with everything you people have said. Look at that. How about it? Consensus. How about that? Consensus. Um, okay. So shall we rate this, or do let's, you gents have more to it. add? I don't have uh, more to add. Good. Let's rate it. Whoa. Just kidding. Whoa. That was... Sorry. Uh, <laughs> brand has somewhere to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh. Well, I feel like I failed on the rating on the, after the last one. You guys were... You know, now, remember, Tony, this is a subjective rating. This is how much, at this moment, you like this beer. Yeah, I mean, I think I like this 11.5. Um, you know, I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm enjoying this to about a 12. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that are all of the things in my life. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. That, yep. Let's see how far you go. Um, <laughs> I like I like this 11.5. Um, I... <laughs> I really enjoy the beginning. I think that um, I really am kind of getting turned on to the black IPAs now. Um, I know you said that it's been kind of a trend that's kind of moving upward the last yeah, it's year still, or so. I mean, it's still fairly early. Right. But what I do like is that um, because I am a stout drinker, um, and that's kind of like the first thing that I would choose to drink, um, I feel like this helps to like kind of convert people over to that. So I like this as a le- or um, yeah, eleven point five. I really like the the malt characteristics like you were talking about, like we were talking about, and that like toasty um, kind of flavors that you can get through throughout this uh, this beer. I'm just I'm gonna give this an eleven. I like it a lot, and you know I think we've already kind of said everything that there is to say. So cool. there's that. Uh, I'm gonna roll with a ten. Um, now you're not a you don't do you like black IPAs? Yeah. I know. Did I ask you this last time? I think it's an time? interesting style. I, I um, didn't listen last time I asked, so no, that's I'm, okay. I'm gonna listen now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm certainly not opposed to it. I like a lot of things about this beer. Um, I do think it's better than the Founders Black IPA. Oh, okay. Um, I just think I'd r- rather have. Well, you know what that means. We're gonna have to go back in time and see what you uh, rated that Founders beer. Now, keep in mind though, scores can change. Yeah, it's nope. a based on the yeah. day. That's you make on a good day. point, sir. Yeah. So, I'm guessing what I'm feeling right now is more of a regular IPA. So that's why the score is probably a little lower than yours, okay. or it is lower than yours. Right. Not even probably. It's actually lower. But you do like it better than the um, the rye that we had, or what, what was it? What was it called? I forget. I think it's just a black IPA. I think it's called the Founders Black Rye. Yeah, black. Rye. Yeah, black rye. Yeah, that's what yeah. it was. Um, yeah. I just this seems to be a little less aggressive with right. the rye, which is good because I like the darker flavors in the black IPAs. And uh, first impressions of Cellar Brewing? Uh, I dig it. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I would like to see some more. You know, I I have never before today, before a couple hours ago, heard of this brewery. Right. So I think this is exactly what we're going for with the whole, yeah. you know, oh, local Oh, there's thing. Right. one more, by the way, out there in Grand Rapids that I was there two weekends ago. I, th- I was there for Valentine's Day, whenever that was, two weeks ago. Uh, we went on a little. Wow, that was a long time ago, wasn't I know, it? It's yeah, time flies. Um, we went on a little brewery tour, hit up uh, Brewery Vivant Founders, and then we tried to go to Mitten Brewing Company on the west side, and it was completely packed. But that's another brewery I'd really like to get on the show. What like is it called? Mitten Brewing. Mitten Brewing. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. I'd so they're another sort of littler guy that we should have on the show. Oh yeah, we'll definitely get them on. Um, yeah, like I said, I had never heard of Cellar Brewing. Um, 
went uh, went with uh, the recommendation of one of the guys at uh, at um, Big Ten uh, over in uh, Lansing, and yeah, it's fantastic. They had one other beer. It was a uh, Imperial IPA, but I figured we should go with the Black IPA before we went with the Imperial. Sure, makes sense. Imperial be interesting. I'd love to see how they just handle a. IPA on steroids. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I like they had two beers. It was just, do you like black IPA <laughs> right. or do you like imperial? You're like, how do you do like a regular style? I'd like to get I a feel would, for it. Can you. I just like try just like one of the regular? Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, nope, we don't do nope. that. <laughs> I wonder if that's the thing. Like, is a small brewery? Do you even bother with a regular pale ale or amber ale? You know, I think some of them do, but the trap that you fall into is that people tend to have their favorite beer in a style. You know, like a lot of people, they think, "Oh, well, you know, that's an IPA. I'm gonna go with some Two Hearted. You know, that's a great beer." True, yeah. And so you're you're competing with people's preconceived notions. You know, and that can be really hard. So if you go out with something new and different, like uh, the the brewery in Marquette, Ordock, they have like three different saisons, and that's cool because a lot of people, I feel like, especially in Marquette haven't had that exposure to that style. Right. And so they go into this and it's a new thing for them and like, oh wow, that's you know, that's really good. But if they made like an amber lager, you know, then they're competing with like every other beer in the world and people will be like, oh well, you know, this beer that I always drink is you know, much better than that. And so th- you know, you uh, you just That's a that's an interesting point, you know, that yeah, they, it would make sense for the smaller guys to go with something Do something a little more out of the box. Out there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, we're just going to go with our, you know, our barrel-aged, you know, and then whatever right. crazy yeah. thing you can well, think of. And the other thing is the smaller guys, they get to experiment, and they get to have fun because they have a smaller system, and they can push out more varied styles of beer True. in the same amount of time, you know? Because yeah. if you're making small batches, you can you can make it, you can age it, you can bottle it, and you can sell it pretty quickly, and then you can do a different thing. And then if you fail, how right. much did you really put exactly. into it? And that's I think that's one of the big features of that is because if you're only making, you know, one barrel or ten barrels at a time, you haven't invested a lot. So if the beer turns out to be not the best beer you've ever had, that's okay. Yeah. True. And I think also some of that could also be attributed to um, maybe you could break into a style with like a name, for instance. So Griffin Claw, they have the uh, Norm's Raggedy Ass IPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really good IPA, and I think it's up right up there with Crooked Tree and Two Hearted. I love that beer. Uh, but I don't think anyone would take notice if it didn't have that name. You think so? I think, it, I mean, if you're in Birmingham, obviously that's your local brewery. But Yeah, well, you know, I'm really close to that brewery, and I like it, but the thing is it's very busy. Yeah. And so if you go there at the right time, it can be great, and you can have They're a great time. They're expanding, by the way. Are they really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. That's very cool. You know, so if you get there at the right time, it can be a great experience, but you go there on a Saturday night, and you don't expect to sit down, you know? Yeah, and I feel like a lot of breweries are like that, too. Fair enough. Which, which is kind of a bummer. Like, I, I do really enjoy the brewery experience, but almost every time I go to one, it's standing room only, and you're waiting a half yeah. hour to get a table. So basically what we're saying is, more people should open up breweries so we can disperse those crowds. Yes. I like it. Yeah. Yep. That is Let's exactly what we're saying. We're going right. to start a brewery. By right the way, here. the Founders expansion, yeah. full force, gigantic. Like, well, now my mind is boggled by how huge this facility is. So, you're be. talking about the actual like bar that they're building? Yeah. Okay. Because what they're also building is like, I don't know if it's across the street or if it's down the road or what, but they're building another brewery right their production so they, facility yeah no, i believe it's attached to the to the bar okay because i know they're they, taking over an entire city block yeah it's gonna be huge 
because they just massive. expanded. They yeah. just like quadrupled their their mm-hmm. capacity like two years ago or something. Yeah, and they're doing it again. And yeah, because when we went for the first time, uh, it was like it was in like March or something like that. It was like right after Fe- No, it had to have been after KBS season because we asked for a KBS and she laughed. She said, "LOL, <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude." She said, "LOL" so hard, yeah. like it wasn't. <laughs> like for the record, this was many years ago before you really knew. Yeah, before we know. knew what was going. Before on. you knew better than to ask that question. Exactly. Yeah. Like, well, and then I. But my favorite part of that story is. Tony followed up asking about the KBS by asking about the CBS. Nice. Which did, no, is, I did. Yeah, no, you did. I didn't even know you what did. that was back then. No, I and did not. The CBS know. is like the KBS's exclusive cousin. No, right. you know? he's making things up. There's no way that I said that. If anybody said that, that was Kyle. I did not even know what the <laughs> CBS was. Just threw him right under the bus. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm just saying. I'm disappointed. I didn't even know what it was back then. I just knew what the KBS was, and I think I had had it once, and I was excited. All right. So the point is, you know, and we haven't been around forever, but we've been going to Founders. Historically true. No. Since, you know, before they did their their new expansion and everything, and they have done really well for themselves. No, yeah, founders. I mean <laughs> <laughs> I'd put that in the understatement of the year category. They've but done. They've done. All right. <laughs> yeah. But the, the, you the know thing what? Is for them, they're, you know, them. they're, they're putting the money the outlook back for that company into the is really good. <laughs> all right. You guys talked over yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, no, we totally did. But my turn now. Right. They're, they're putting the money back into the customer experience. Right. You know, they they expanded their seating area. They did an outdoor beer garden. And I think that it's a really nice place to go and to hang out, mm-hmm. especially if you're a local. I mean, if you actually live in Grand Rapids oh, and yeah. you can go during the and day when it's not slammed. And I did enjoy their food, too. Their food yeah. was amazing. And they got a sweet swag shop. This is true. They do. Yeah. They sell longboards. Yeah. Oh, I don't like them anymore. I have an no. awesome hoodie. Okay. Do you? Mm-hmm. You got one? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Please. Thank so, you. Uh, Max is pouring me our next beer. And hey, Brendan, do you like oil? <laughs> no kidding! Wow, it's really look it looks like, like used motor oil oh, it looks with so, with head. Looks so. Good you know what? Though. I bet that's by design because this is called the Pothole Stout. It is from Brewery Vivant. Yeah, and what it, it says? Uh, it's unavoidable. Belgian, no, uh, Belgian style. Wait, was so it, it is a Belgian inspired coffee, coffee stout. stout. Yeah, Belgian inspired coffee stout. Which, if you don't know, Brewery Vivant does everything Belgian right. style. And if you don't know anything about Belgium, I believe. That means there's got to be some weed in here, right? Because all the Belgian I think coffee that's shops. That's Amsterdam. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's in Denmark. All right. So we're going to go back and we're going to do a quick review of our geography and then we will, we'll come no. right, we'll be back right back after the break. Hey, you know who's been to Belgium? Max and myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we but don't really that's remember. A, that's a fact. <laughs> but by gum, my, <laughs> my passport <laughs> has the stamps. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yep. But uh, one of the things, like you were just saying, Max, uh, the pothole stout, it says it's unavoidable. Now, Brandon and I were talking about this. Now, are they talking about the potholes that are unavoid- unavoidable in Michigan or the fact that they were going to do a coffee stout? Uh, you know, that's a, that's a tough call. I'm, I'm going to go with the potholes. And I actually... I think what I like most about this bottle, so um, Brewery Vivant, they do everything in uh, the cans. tall cans. Yeah. So this is a one pint can, but they're um, you know so they got their classic look with the the shield and they put whatever inside their their shield, you know. And the this, big red cock, I believe. They will, will put the big red cock. They will in put the, the cock shield. in the shield. Yes, um, but this one is it's a pothole in the shape of Michigan. 
I think that's kind of cool, you know. That's cool. Like, and I haven't also, tasted this beer. I have no idea about it, but I like it already because it's it's that's cool. And one of the cool things um, <coughs> that they put on there it says ten percent of profits benefit local charities. So I thought that was really cool, you nice. know, just to kind of talk about about Vivant, is that they're actually you know taking you know some of their profits that they're making off of their beer and giving it to the you know uh, I believe what Grand Rapids, right? Probably, Grand Rapids yeah. Charities. I think there's probably more of that that goes on than than people let out you know lead on um well you know and i feel with a lot of these local breweries they have a feeling of community you know and if you're part of that community you want to give back to it you know and and you can do that in many ways yeah and i think that a lot of these people a lot of these places do so i have no idea what to expect from this beer like i like my mind is really trying to wrap around the fact that it's like well, yeah. So Belgian. just the smell when he poured that super it's chocolatey coffee. and yeah. super coffee. So yeah. last time I had a Belgian stout, I was really I was actually kind of upset because you know I'm used to this this American sweet stout. You right. know? So like Guinness is more of a dry stout, and I'm only using that because that's really the only example of a dry stout that I know, and it's you know it tastes dry. Yeah. Um, and th- most of the American stouts are a little bit sweeter, and you get more of the heavy roast. But I got, and I can't remember what it was, but it was a Belgian stout, and it was you know a stout made with Belgian yeast, and it had those fruity esters from the the Belgian yeast, and mm. it there was that kind of spice to it. And I was expecting just like a plain stout. And I didn't like it, so I'm I'm nervous to try this. Well, um, Don't Brandon, Brandon is making <laughs> eyes over <laughs> he, there, so and, I'm and hand he this doesn't off. like stout. Like he, that's that's I like that about what what tell us. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even have words, dude. He's like red in the face right now. I don't look <laughs> at that smile. I don't think I've ever I, seen him smile like that. He before. has not smiled that much on our show. Oh like, my god, wow. you guys, this is so good. All right, I'm gonna taste it. I'm, All right, I'm going. You in. guys go ahead. You know what this is like? It's like tell us, jumping. Tell us. Stop it. It's like jumping into the pool, you know, like you're like, oh, I don't want to. It's going to be cold. Basically, I just I just, like just put my head up in water and said, hey, guys, water's warm. <laughs> exactly. Come on in. The water's Come on great. in. All yeah. right, let's taste. All right, you All guys right. go ahead and taste. So basically what's about to happen is these guys are going to lose their effing mind because this is so good, so smooth, rich, creamy, chocolatey, and it actually has the same exact mouthfeel as a great cup of coffee. It is coffee. Yeah. That's coffee to me, man. Okay, that's not what I was expecting. No. I was not expecting this that This is at all. milkshake stout combined with breakfast stout. I don't uh, know if I would say that. <laughs> not KBS. Just we like breakfast stout. I like the breakfast stout a lot. Yeah. No, uh, but there are comparisons to the breakfast stout, I think, to this because... It it's has a stout. That, no, no, no. It has that mouthfeel. made in Michigan. Mm-mm, stop it. It has that mouthfeel. <laughs> It does have that mouthfeel of the breakfast stout where it's it's very chewy. Like this is yeah. very chewy. You know what? I You um, say nay. No, I'm not going to compare this to any other beer. Okay. Um but I I like this in and of itself. You know, it's um it does have a good mouthfeel. It's not super thick. You know, you can't chew on it, but it's it's very pleasing to me and it's not fruity and spicy like I was expecting. You know, it's good. It's not sweet, it's not dry. And it has a good amount of coffee without being bitter. And yeah. I think it strikes a very good balance, which a lot of stouts struggle to do. Because a lot of stouts tend to be really one-sided, one 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 yep. one-dimensional. Yeah. And this has 
a good complexity and a good balance. Hmm. I actually normally I would complain about how you can't chew on this on a stout, but I think it's awesome with this one for some reason. Like the the fact that it's a coffee stout and they made it less thick, it actually feels like a cup of coffee that you're drinking, or maybe like an espresso. But it's I not. I as still think as it has a thicker mouthfeel than what you guys are. Well, I mean, on. thicker than like okay, so what Tony's we have crazy, been drinking. And Brandon and I are uh, we're drinking good beer. No, I mean it's. I mean, I, it's not thickest beer I've ever had. But I don't think that there's there's a complete lack of it. I mean, I think that there's still you still get that that uh, that characteristic of the stout. You know, it's not like it's not thin. You know. No, this, but to me, this has the same exact mouthfeel as like a latte. I don't drink lattes, so okay. I, can't, I can't speak to that. But yeah, I mean, maybe. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it tastes a little bit like that uh, Kona Brown coffee I had this morning. Nice. Mm. That's good. Kona coffee is awesome. It was good. Kona Brown. Yep. Yeah. Be an awesome name for somebody. Like a reporter or something. <laughs> I, no, I think that's got to be a famous person's kid. Like some celebrity is going to oh, name Kona. their kid Kona Brown. Kona Brown. Kona. Middle right. name Brown. Last name... Uh, I'm not gonna name a celebrity. Right. Okay, let's. Yeah, we can Ooh. leave that for another <laughs> <day>. <laughs> I like when Max does things. It's awesome. <laughs> okay, sweet. Uh, <laughs> so I think we're all in agreement, though. This is a this is good stuff. Yeah, it's great. Now, yeah. um, you just went to their brewery. I did. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience? No, I can't. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I was absolutely yeah, hammered actually, the entire no, I, time. I signed uh, an NDA. <laughs> yeah. It was it was really thing. fuzzy. You yeah. know. No. So actually, kind of like how when you guys were in Belgium, you know, so tell me about Belgium. Yeah. So Brewery Vivant is in East Town in Grand Rapids, uh, which is like a really sort of cutesy part of downtown-ish. Um, and it's in an old church that they renovated and they made it into a brewery. Uh, they have an outdoor area for when it's warm, which it wasn't when I was there. It was like negative 4,000 degrees. So it's pretty cold. It was pretty School cold. School was canceled. You yeah, know. all that kind of stuff. So um, it was busy. We went there Saturday afternoon. It was really, really busy. So they have a little area off to the side where you, you can wait. They'll text you when your table's ready. And ours apparently never was ready because we had, I think, we each had a beer, hung out for at least a half hour, never got a text. So we just left. So that was kind of lame. But I think if you actually are patient enough to get a table and like hang out. It's probably a pretty cool place to be. Yeah. Cool. So now I'm I was under the impression that they were in like an old church building or something. Yeah. Okay. I mentioned That's that. What he said. Oh, yeah. yeah. I tuned out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That happens <laughs> a lot with me. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, it's it's in an old church um that they turn into like a brewery. They're in the middle they have a couple of big long like pews that they put together. So it's sort of communal like that. Um their nachos looked really good from what I saw. You didn't steal some? No, somewhere? dude. There's someone else's nachos. Dude, I would just go up and be like, oh hey, listen. God, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Jim Huff's kid. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah. I, it's it's definitely worth going at least once, especially if you can, like, get a table. Right. That was oh, my cool. biggest complaint. Yeah, I, I've, I've been meaning to get over there. Um, we When we went to the um, – it was in Royal Oak. It was some sort of beer festival. I think it was called it the Royal Oak Beer Festival. The Royal Oak Beer Festival, believe it or not. Um, this was actually one of my favorite um, play, uh, stops that we went to. We had like the Big Red Cock. Um, 
they had some other farmhouse ales and stuff. You yeah, know, you know, they had something there, and I, I can't remember what it was, but I'm pretty sure they do not can it. And that was, like, my second favorite beer of the mm-hmm. entire show. Yeah, it was it was a good time. So they do really great things, you know, and um, they're still pretty small, you know. Uh, I you, you talk to some people, you know, you, you can tell the people that um, – really kind of love Michigan beer and kind of go out and about. And yeah. like, oh, I've had Rue Vivant. Or my favorite is when you come across someone who hasn't tried them because I really do feel like they're very unique. Yeah, I was just going to say, they're definitely a unique Belgian-inspired brewery in Michigan. Right. Who, they do some some stuff really, really well. Yeah. They're definitely worth trying. So, so I'm, I'm glad that they're seeing the success like you were just talking about. Yeah, um, and I'm glad that they finally came out with a stout. Yeah. Um, I guess like they, they do have stouts. I didn't. I don't think I tried it while I was there, but um, now, I haven't really seen them in cans. Would you so. say this is kind of comparable then to like the CEO Stout, like in terms of just that coffee blast? Yeah, I'd say that's probably about as close as you're gonna get as yeah. far as the comparison goes. Um, it's really good though. I mean, yeah. if you like stouts, I think you'd really like this I, beer, right? I, I think so too. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's tot up the scores, shall we? Let's sure. Um, I really like this uh, this beer. I'm gonna go ahead and give it an eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna give it an eleven. Um, you know, it's not like the the greatest stout that you've ever had, but in terms of having that, like, in terms of going into it with seeing Belgian inspired coffee stout, I was really excited to try this, and then for it to kind of I think it exceeded my expectations in terms of just the quality of it. I really love stouts that are very coffee forward. I love just, I, 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 I like that taste. And so I think that's why I'm going to give it an 11. You know, it's just, nice. that's exact. That's, that's really what this is all about is just very coffee forward. Although I'll leave up, leave it to max. Talk about other things. Well, you know what? So I'm getting a lot of the coffee flavor without the usual bitterness that's associated with that, which is interesting to me because, you know, a lot of the coffee beers that I've had, right. you get you get a lot of coffee, but you also get a lot of bitter, which isn't, I mean, that's not a bad thing, and that's what I've become accustomed to, but this kind of avoids the bitterness, and I'm interested to know how they did that, for one, but two, it's, um, it's a pleasant change, you know, mostly because it's change, and it, it's kind of a unique thing. It's a, it's a different feeling for me. But also, um, you know, this is, it's easy drinking, it's got a good balance, and the more of it I have, I do taste the subtle Belgian yeast flavors, you know, that, that kind of estuary profile that I was expecting to be right up front in my face. Um, but I like that it's there, I like that it's kind of hidden, and this this beer was not at all what I was expecting. I'm also going to give this an 11. It's, it's very enjoyable, it's easy drinking, it's not my favorite beer ever, but... I like this a, a a good amount. Yeah. Yep, I'm gonna agree with who said it exceeded their expectations. You did, I right? Did, yeah. Tony did. So I'm gonna also say that I guess more because I just didn't know what to expect. It's unavoidable. It is unavoidable, and the part that's unavoidable is that you're gonna love this stout. Boom. Boom. Mic drop. That's yeah. it. I'd <laughs> like to hit the, hit the music, man. I know. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a. Could you imagine if you just did that? Just hit the music and just like just walked oh, out. Dude, it'd be <laughs> so badass. Unfortunately, I don't have a producer who can do that for me, so uh. it's too much work for me. Um, uh, I really like this stout a lot. Um, I'm gonna give it an extra half a point for creativity with the concept of the name and stuff. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, I think they just they executed it so well, and like Max was saying, to get that coffee flavor without any of the bitterness, and it's just so rich and creamy and smooth. I adore that about this stout. So I'm going to yeah. go ahead and give this a, a 12 and a half. And just so you know, this is their tier two single batch release. Mm. So just one batch. Cool. They have different tiers. Okay. There. Oh, yeah. they do on the menu. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually that's a pretty common thing for a lot of... Um, I know if you go to Founders, they have tier one, two, and three, and it's it's by price and it's by yep. how much they make and mm-hmm. how much they'll and serve And then like you. what sandwich it pairs well with. Yeah, they do actually have that there. Oh the, yeah, actually, that's, Dude, that's a really oh, cool thing. Guys. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I had a backwoods bastard there. <gasps> so good. Was it the last yeah. one in the state? No, it was... I don't think so. Sorry. It's it's an inside joke. In this <laughs> <laughs> it was really good, though. <laughs> and it paired really well with that pulled pork sandwich. That's uh, That's one of my favorite winter beers. Because it's not, it's not super dark, it's not super heavy, but it's rich, it's kind of bourbon-y. Oh, I, I think, love that. I guy. think next weekend is KBS week. It's coming up soon. Yeah. I'm, I'm get, if you had tickets, you would know that for sure. If I, you had tickets, you would be goddamn lucky because they, they were sold out in like one minute, yep. like 60 seconds, and they were sold out. Yep. It's getting crazy. It's outrageous. Guys. I'm I'm kind of upset that I wasn't able to get it, but I've got some connections around here. I, I think do I'm too. Be I've able got connections in Lance, Lansing, so I've already uh, I did exactly what I did last year, and people hate me. <laughs> I love it. You know what? Please go out, get some KBS, enjoy it, but don't get two cases of it. Leave some for the rest of us. I'm gonna get five cases. No, I'm I'll get I'll get eight bottles. I think is what I got. I think that's fair. You Dude, know what? That's fair. Because that, and you can let them sit for Dude, a while. I too. still have two from last year. I nice. have, I still have some 2013 KBS. And Dude, I'm, I'm waiting. I will say, if I get some f- 15, I will do a 13, 14, 15 show side by side. Show. Okay, that we can do that on a show. Let's right now. You all heard it. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it. I will. Brandon is like excited. He's like, okay. goes, ah. wait, no. It's Tony, like Tony said he's got a 14, right? Yep. Brandon, you get some 15. Yep. I'll bring the 13, okay. and we'll have them all side by side on the show. Oh, I can't wait. And then that, I think I might good. have two bottles of 13, so we can do the same thing in 2016. Four years. Four years. Because I have yeah, two bottles of last year. Oh, my yeah. God. All right, sweet. Dude, this is okay. Look, I think this is like the most productive show we've yeah. had. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's I'm that's just going to stop the show right now because otherwise we're it just going to keep talking about KBS. Yeah. Hey, and then we'll go to 17. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll go to 18. <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. So how long is this track? Eh, it's probably 30 seconds or something. They'll work out. Uh, whatever. Uh, yeah. All right. So thank you guys for being on the show today as always. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, thank, thank you, uh, people out there for listening to the show. You can always tell your friends. It's how we grow. We appreciate your support. Uh, find us on Facebook. We're on Twitter at MI beer show. Check out the website, michiganbeershow.com and, uh, subscribe. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.